0: The broadcast is now starting. All attendees are in listen-only mode.
1: Welcome to Conversations with Carlton, a podcast produced by the Texas Economic Development Council. Today's guest, Karen Dixon. Uh, Karen is currently our incoming chair of the TEDC. She will be the chair of the TEDC in 2019, and she will be the fifth, woman chair of the TEDC. Uh, Certainly should have been more, in my opinion, by this point in our history, but Karen will work to continue to correct that. So, (laughs) Karen, uh, welcome. It's great to have you um, on board this morning. And uh, uh, what what I'd like to do is, is, uh, you know, you're like so many of us in economic development. You started um, in something else. But before even then, you uh, you had a life growing up in Texas, and uh, yes. so if you you would uh, start there, and uh, we'll just kind of take it from there. We'd like to know a lot uh, about you and your background, and okay. uh, and then eventually how you got into our business.
0: Very good. Well, thank you very much for inviting me to join you this morning. Um, this is really fun. My first podcast I've ever done, so this will be this will be fun. Great. So a little bit about me. I am a fifth-generation native-born Texan. My Great. children are sixth generation. I was born in Big Spring, Texas, and uh, when I oh, am the third of three three girls in the family, so I'm the baby. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and my father worked for uh for the cities he you know for municipalities in their water and wastewater departments Hmm. and so um i was when i was two we moved from big spring to Monahans, and about all i can remember about Monahans is uh the sand hills and at that time they just seemed huge to me and after going back they're not so Big is what they seemed like when I, was, when I was younger. But yeah, we would surf up our, or we would wax up our little surfboards and go sliding down the sand hills. So that was a lot of fun. And then when I was six, we moved to Bryan. My father got a job working for the Texas Engineering Extension Service and the water and wastewater certification program. It's, and that was his expertise was water and wastewater and uh my family still lives there so we i go back to brian quite a bit to to visit family so uh that is a little bit about me uh where i grew up and
1: um well that's kind of uh, kind of interesting the the fact that he, he worked for teeks and of mm-hmm. course teeks used to run the tedc mm-hmm. so what i what on. of an interesting coincidence that is
0: it is because he was an instructor for the program and i've been an instructor for the basic economic development uh course through teeks so that's kind of kind of interesting how that happened well
1: it's interesting i didn't know that you had had grown up for the most part in brian how did you escape becoming an aggie
0: (laughs) Well <clears throat> let me put it this way. I partied a lot at AM. I didn't graduate from AM. Oh, okay. So you <laughs>
1: you did have you did have some time at A and
0: M. Oh yes. And my my children, my sons, they graduated from A and M. Uh my stepfather uh worked in the A and M system and you know we we just all bleed Marine in my family. So okay. yeah still very, very strong Aggie. Okay, so
1: um, I know that, that you started in economic development down in the Houston region. I believe it was at Clear Lake. And, um, right. What did you do before you got into economic development and how was it that you got into economic development?
0: (laughs) Well, that's going to be a funny, that is a funny story in itself. But before economic development, I was mostly a secretary role. Um, I worked at Rice University in their development department. And um, like I said, just doing secretarial roles at that. And I was kind of late in life getting started, you know, as far as getting my degree And so I had started going to school, you know, community college and everything at that time. And um, I was looking for a job. I, like I said, I was working at Rush University and wanted to get closer to home with the kids, you know, going all their school activities and things like that, be closer to home. And I was, (laughs) was looking in the newspaper. And at that time, you know, jobs were posted in the newspaper obviously not on internet because we're looking at this was what late march maybe early april of 1999 and there was an article you know job posting in the newspaper for the clear lake area economic development foundation and my husband told me you need to apply for that job because they throw great parties (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) and i did and i got the job it ran that ad ran in the newspaper for one day and uh laura vaness and she was at clay def at the time that's what we called it uh Uh, she is the one that hired me and yeah that is that is when it all began in in april of 1999 and i think it's so cool because in April next year, 2019, will be my 20th year of being in economic development. And that year, I will also be chair of TEDC. So, two really huge milestones in my life, you know, will be happening next year. So, I thought that that's was kind, a, of, kind that's
1: of cool. That's very cool. Now, uh, after that, you went to Pearland, didn't you? Did, did Fred Welch hire you at Pearland?
0: He or, sure did. Okay. Okay. He Tell sure did. That. And when I was in, uh, well, when I went to Pearland, he hired me as a business retention and expansion manager, and it was basically to set up an economic uh, a BRE program there, and and that's what I did. And as a result, w- the program was we I believe we got an IEDC award for our BRE program because at that time it was really the only formalized BRE program I know in the Houston area. And so, yeah, we got a lot of attention, you know, winning that award in Pearland. And I also wrote an article uh, that was published in IEDC's Economic Development Journal. And it was called Pounding the Pavement. And it was basically, you know, my experience in Pearland and the challenges that i experienced and also just how the program was formulated and and how it became a success and what's what's interesting is i wrote that article in 2005 and here it is what 13 years later and it's still being used i know the DREI, they have a certification program. I know that's a required reading in that program. I know the article has been republished in other, like in TML publications and things like that. And um I was talking to a colleague of mine and I said, Man, I can't believe that article is still running, you know, 13 years later after writing that. And he said, you know, Karen, it's 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 timeless because you can the things that I wrote about the the strategy I took at that time can be still implemented today. And so uh, if you ask what was probably my greatest accomplishment, that would probably be the greatest accomplishment that I did. And the fact that it's, it's something that's still being used today.
1: Well, that's cool. Um, Note to self, uh, note to Karen uh, as well. We need to put that into the uh, TDC resource library. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> well, consider it done. Oh, okay, very well, good. You and Fred um, were, you know, when y'all were at Pearland, Pearland was just taken off. Uh-huh. And uh, that was, uh, that must have been such a great experience uh, to be a part of that.
0: Oh, it was. We had, oh, I forgot what the growth rate was. It was double digit, like a twenty. 20- 3% growth rate or something like that. It was phenomenal. And just so many things happening and you know Fred is just such a great leader anyway and you know it was wonderful working for him and uh, and I'm so glad to say that he's still a very dear friend of mine. But yeah, we we did some awesome things or laid the groundwork for things that are happening now. You know, it's like I always told my students in in the basic course nothing happens fast in economic development and um you can see years later you know your efforts finally taking place and molding and shaping
1: yeah that and it's neat that uh, of course that fred became chair and uh, you know i always uh, say and, and really for for both of you all uh, um i i can't think of two people uh, that have been chair or will, in your case, will be chair, that have done more activities within the TDC than you two. Um, you know, uh, chairing committees, being involved in committees, uh, uh, being at our events, uh, being a leader in our events. Uh, you two obviously rubbed off on each other.
0: Uh, well, like I said, he was a great leader and uh, for me in my career, and you know, as well as a mentor, so I'm, I count myself very lucky to have been able to work with him.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a great guy. Okay, yeah. so um, from there you went to Denton, uh, to the other end of the state, and certainly <laughs> in other uh, other large metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. And you were in Denton for uh, I think eight years. Eight years, um, yeah. Tell us, tell us about your time in Denton.
0: Well, uh, that was a great uh, time for me to be there. You know, it was they had an economic development pro- program, but um, there were some you know things that need to be updated, like a, a website. At the, when I got there, at that point in time, like if you wanted to learn see any demographics about Denton there was like a PDF that you had to click on and so we totally redid had a whole new website and uh, so that was one of the first things I did and then do a marketing program and all of that and actually our website won an award from IEDC uh, for general purpose website and we're really able to um, help further, further get Denton on the radar screen for site selectors. And we had a lot of good projects, mostly distribution projects, because Denton is such a great location for distribution facilities. And we worked with uh, Target. That was probably one of the biggest uh, distribution facilities that we did. And uh, Fastenal, um, Aldi. Um, that's where Aldi, when they were just getting into the southern market, their distribution facility is what serves all of the new Aldi stores that were opening up in the in the metroplex area. And so we we just did a lot of that. And also uh, Denton has a municipal airport there, and I was fortunate to be on the advisory board there at the airport and growing that into a air business park and I know there's a lot that's been happening uh, since that time and you know just aviation industry is just so much in my blood anyway from working in Clear Lake with the aerospace industry and aerospace engineers and NASA and that whole program and then uh, with uh, the airport in in Denton so that was that was really exciting time getting to to work with them and just you know setting a foundation for tremendous growth that's well was happening then is continuing to happen now as well
1: yeah you know Karen I I think that um, there's no coincidence uh, to the fact that when you got there and when you started working in economic development was really around the time that, uh, in, at least in my opinion, Denton started um, really achieving its potential. I, I think uh, for for the longest time, mm-hmm. Denton was an underachiever, mm-hmm. and I think uh, in part due to your efforts, it started uh, really accomplishing the kinds of things that perhaps it should have been accomplishing years before. So. Uh, congratulations on on, uh, your efforts to move that community forward
0: well I had a a great partner uh, Linda Ratliff she worked for the city she was director of the city's economic development department so kind of let me explain about Denton so I worked for the Denton chamber I was vice president of economic development and then the city had a economic economic development program as well So since 1987, we had a contractual agreement with the city, you know, what we would do at the chamber, we would do marketing, promotion, lead generation, prospect development, all of that, and, you know, work with the prospect until they made that decision to locate to the city. And then at that point in time, then it was transitioned over to the city's economic development department, which was Linda Ratliff and all of her staff. And we just had an excellent working relationship. Uh, we would always <laughs> tell people when they say, what do you do? And we'd say, well, you know, Karen snagged them, Linda bags them, and, and that's <laughs> how, how we did it in Denton. And it, it was a wonderful partnership that worked very, very well. And that gave us, you know, at the chamber, you know, we specialize in marketing and I didn't have to know about the city's landscape requirements and setbacks and things like that. And Linda, her and her group, that's what they did. And so they specialized in the city's process and walking people through that process and also through the development process. And so that gave us both the opportunity to do what we did best and in work in our specialty areas. And it just worked phenomenally well together.
1: A great example of Teamwork. Uh, you representing okay. the the private sector. She representing the public sector. That's uh, that you know. That's the way things ought to be done. Um,
0: I agree. I agree. And when you work together, it you know you can do all sorts of fabulous things. I uh, remember one time that Linda and I were asked to do a presentation to a class there at UNT, and it was about partnerships and about this partnership that we had. And we started it out and showing a, a picture of a s- kids playing in a sandbox. And there is there was a sign posted next to the sandbox that said no spitting, no kicking sand, <laughs> you know, things like that. And Linda talked about the early days uh, in economic development, and, and I call it the dark days of the 90s, because there was a lot of tension. Between the chamber and the city, and that's whenever the city went out to uh, to for the sales tax for economic development, and it failed by ninety percent.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: Yes. <laughs> oh my. Uh, matter of fact, the the head of the chamber, the chamber president, said that people from other cities were calling them to find out how they went through that process because they wanted to make sure their city didn't do the same thing that denton did Oh <laughs> my God. so oh, yeah so at, there was a point in time there was a lot of spitting in the sandbox there was a lot of kicking sand and things like that but you know we i would have to say the turning point came when um when they they did a strategic plan in 2003 A strategic plan was done. And I started in 2005, but as part of that strategic plan, there were four areas of focus that um, were identified. And those areas were, were divided between the city's responsibilities and the chamber's responsibilities. And Linda, who had been there, gosh, I don't know, 20 years, She said that strategic plan is when the tide turned because everybody knew what they were supposed to be doing. There were objectives that had to be accomplished, goals that had to be accomplished. And that was the turning point in the partnership. And that's whenever it started becoming a successful partnership because everybody knew their roles, their roles were very clear. And like I said, their goals and objectives were clearly, clearly I'm sorry, clearly identified, and and that was the, their turn turning point.
1: Well, that's cool because uh, that's a, that's a great example of uh, you know we, we we emphasize to our communities the need for doing strategic plans. Uh, I I think sometimes uh, communities do them and. Set them up on the shelf and and never refer to them again. Right, uh, great to know that you all uh, took what obviously was a good plan and ran with it. That's uh, uh, that's textbook. That's that's pretty cool.
0: Exactly, exactly. And that was you know I also taught strategic planning in the basic course for several years, and I always use you know Denton as the example of why you why strategic plans are important why why you do need to care about them and um, it it's it's just i can't state enough how important they are to have have a, having that plan so
1: from from there you went to to the uh, the brooks development authority in san antonio the brooks city uh, base mm-hmm. um, and you became the the very first, if I'm not mistaken, economic development um, staff member. The f- very first economic development professional. I think you were VP of mm-hmm. economic development at the at the Brooks Development mm-hmm. Authority. Tell us tell us about your time there.
0: Well. Um Well, first of all, let me explain what Brooks City Base is. It is the former Air Force Base. It used to be Brooks Air Force Base there in San Antonio. And with the BRACs that happened, you know, many Air Force bases were closed. And so a development authority was established, and they are the entity that owns the property for this 1,200 acre former Air Force Base. And our there was a new CEO that came on board just uh, shortly before I did. And um, the, the the strategic plan had been revised with the new CEO. And that was to develop that whole 1,200-acre campus into a mixed-use development. And so um, I worked with Hilton, and we uh, uh, Embassy Suites was built there. Um, had worked with some apartment developers that uh, had put in some apartments and and all there, and also worked with some other retailers to you know establish some retail. And so that was that was really uh, a very interesting job for me to actually be the property owner. <laughs> Right, instead right. of representing other people's properties, you know, not representing, but promoting other people's properties. It's it's nice being the property owner and actually being able to, you know, make those decisions, you know, yourself. And so that, that was a lot of fun. That, that was kind of different for me working, you know, doing economic development in that tor- type of role, but, uh, yeah, it was fun. I learned a lot about developer agreements. I learned about franchise agreements and just all sorts of things that I really hadn't done in my career before. So it was a good learning opportunity for me.
1: Well, and then in in keeping with your um, career that has been um, has been so diverse in terms yes. of what you're what your communities, the communities you've worked in are all about. You then went to Azel and where you're running an MDD. Um, mm-hmm. tell, us, tell us about that experience.
0: Well, with the city of Azel, it's a small community. Our, our population is less than 12,000, a little bit less than 12,000. And um, this is the first time I've worked in a small city. And it was, you know, once again, starting up a whole economic development program. There was a director before me, but um, whenever I got there, I, I just, it was like doing a whole new program from scratch. And uh, we developed a new website and once again have won an award from IEDC last year. We won the gold award for our website. In our category and I was just notified what about a week or two ago that the one won the gold award again this year for our website so two years in a row we've done that man websites are my my thing I know how to do that (laughs) (laughs) and um, so yeah started just a whole new full-service economic development program for ASEL and uh, I would have to say the hardest part has been is just getting azel on you know people's radar screens. Um, it had never been marketed or promoted before. And with all the growth that's happening on the west side of Fort Worth and, and with azel sitting on west, on the north northwest side of Fort Worth the sub sub-mar- submarket of Fort Worth, you know the the growth is coming our way and we uh, are needing to, get a lot of things in place. And once again, one of the first things I did was do a strategic plan and um, been working on that strategic plan. Actually, um, we've already gotten, it was like a 10 year plan. We've already gotten everything accomplished up to year five already and I've only been there for a little bit over two and a half years. So now our big focus is really working on getting in infrastructure. Um, to areas that we could, you know, really work to create jobs and bring in some capital investment. So, yeah, once again, started a whole new program and got it going. Well,
1: you know, one of the things that is is so noticeable about um, your career in economic development is your involvement. In, uh, in the professional associations that, that serve um, the economic development world. Uh, certainly, it goes without saying your involvement with the TEDC has been uh, for literally most of your career and as I mentioned a little earlier, has been um, really uh, serving in just about every role that, that, a, that a person can do Um, in a volunteer capacity with the TEDC but the other thing that's really impressive is your involvement with IEDC Um, tell us a little bit about that
0: well um, I've mostly served on the um, awards advisory board or committee uh, for IEDC I even chaired that committee and have been on the education committee as well um, and served on various advisory boards, you know, in the time that I've been there and just kind of like with TEDC, just serving in many capacities and, and just, you know, trying to help where I can. Uh, I, I believe in uh, this field of economic development. I've obviously committed to it and I see you know how it's changing with new faces you know coming into TEDC and IEDC and um, I just want to be a part of you know helping them grow and blossom and develop in their careers as those have helped me in my career and taught me valuable lessons I want to be there to be able to help them as well talk a little bit about um
1: your your involvement in the tedc and um if, if you can give that some historical uh perspective one um and how you've been able to to work your way into um being chair in 2019 and then uh, this is a multi-part question obviously and then um talk about where uh, you think uh, the TEDC is going or where it ought to be going and uh, you know if you could look to the future for the TEDC, what might the, what might the future look like that's only well, about four questions there
0: Karen yeah, nothing <laughs> well let me okay let me start at the beginning here
1: a lot of you out there uh,
0: yeah so um, I had always worked for bosses that were involved in TEDC. And in in the roles that I've had, uh, the majority of my bosses were all always members of TEDC. And so I was fortunate enough that, um, that our budget would always allow for me to be able to go to TEDC conferences in addition to my boss, who was usually the director or executive director. And so, thanks to, to those past bosses that, you know, allowed me to go to TEDC to and to participate. And um, just being a person that's curious by nature anyway, I wanted to see what all the committees are doing. And, and so, I wanted to go and check things out all the time and see what was happening and what they were talking about. and. And I love being able to contribute my thoughts and things like that, good, bad, or indifferent. And um, so, yeah, I just would always take that on my as my own initiative to go to a committee meeting and and you know to be a part of it. And um, I also had a boss one time that made me go to the TEDC board meeting. And uh, I, I, I wasn't too happy about it at the time but <laughs> because those were, those were always the last thing, you know, before the conference is over. And, you know, it seems like you want to get going as soon as you can, you know, whenever once a conference ends. So, yeah, I went to the board meetings and I'm really thankful that, that I did because whenever it came to filling out that application, to get on the board, you know, to self-nominate myself to get on the board, you know, I could actually check the box that said that I had been to board meetings. So, um, anybody out there, I recommend you go to the board meetings.
1: Great. And
0: and um, and it just it was just helpful just to hear you know what all was you know going on at the board and what I was going on at TEDC. And and there were reports by all of the committee chairs that I could hear what everybody else was doing. And so, you know, I'm just a very, I've been a very career motivated person, you know, every step in my career wanting to go up and learn more and do more. And that's why I've done, you know, in all my roles, like you said, very diverse roles. I've worked for an EDC, i worked for a regional organization, I've worked for a chamber, I've worked for a development authority, and, uh, you know, worked for a city. And it, it's just really um, given me broad experiences in my career. And whenever people, you know, you hear a lot of complaints about bosses or organizations not wanting to contribute any of their budget money to professional development. And, you know, whenever I talk to people and, you know, and about like interviewing for a job and all the leadership things that I've done, I did that through TEDC. And it's through professional development that I am who I am today and I have these experiences just because I did serve on boards, on the board. I did go to committee meetings, I did serve on committees and in chair positions and things like that. So, I attribute, you know, with TEDC what all I did there, that molded me and shaped me to the leader that I am today. And, you know, I strongly encourage anybody that, you know, wants to pursue a a career in economic development, um, you know to definitely get involved in TEDC because like I said whenever you're being interviewed and you talk about the things that you've done in your career a lot of that is attributed through TEDC and, and the things that you're able to do there as well to make you into the professional that you are so the next part of the question <clears throat> is where do I see TEDC going and um I see our membership's average age going down from what it, <laughs> True. From, Yes. from what it is right now and I don't know what the average age is. Maybe that's something y'all can figure out with the surveys and things like that but um, I do see it going down but just because there are new faces that I don't recognize or know and now I, I'm really having to reach out and meet these new people that that are coming on board now. And I, I've had the opportunity to kind of meet them and get to know them a little bit as I was, you know, an instructor for the basic economic development course. I met a lot of those faces there. Um, and it's nice seeing them there at TEDC and actually being a part of it and, and all of that organization. Another thing is I see uh, more technology being into or my desire for more technology to be integrated into the conference experience um you know with the app we've already talked about you know or we've we've already had the app the conference app which is very helpful i love those having a conference app at any Mm -hmm. conference i go to and you know with our tea with our auctions you know there's other uh formats that can be used where you can bid online and things like that beforehand before the actual auction and there's just a lot of other things i think that we can do you know with technology to be able to like i said enhance the conference experience
1: great yes uh, absolutely and, and i know you've been a, a a strong advocate for us doing that and uh, coming up at uh, our next event we'll have a conference app again and um, uh, you've been really really instrumental in uh, in pushing for that and uh, we think it's been a, a, a big success so thank you
0: well um, you're you're very welcome because <laughs> you know whenever you're out at lunch with you know with a group and you're like what's the next session it's so nice to be able to pull out your your phone and open up that app and, and see what the conference schedule is and, and things like that. It, it's just super convenient and I'm all about convenience and, you know, uh, making life easier for me. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well,
1: Karen, I, I, I think that, um, you know, one of the things that, that you've hit on today that it, it strikes me anyway is um, you have really touched all the bases in terms of moving through the leadership roles in the TEDC. And I, I see it as, uh, uh let me just, uh, just say for, for others that want to do, uh, that want to become leaders in the TEDC, it sure as heck wouldn't be a bad idea at all if they followed your model and, uh, Hopefully, when people listen to this podcast, um, they will be inspired by uh, the the route that that you have taken um, to become a leader in the TEDC.
0: And you know, another thing I did was talk to people already very involved in TEDC, people that were already serving in leadership roles. I've had many conversations with people, how do you do this, or how do you do that, or how can I do this, and and get their input and their guidance and their direction. Um, and, you know, that has just helped me tremendously. And I well, encourage others, you know, to, to reach out to, to those who have been around those seeds and people you know been around a TDC for, TDC for a while and get their input on um, how their experience was and maybe there's some lessons from their unique experience that might be helpful to them as well
1: absolutely well Karen um we are uh, we appreciate your leadership we're grateful for it we uh we appreciate your time today um uh, I I always like learning new things about people, learned a lot of new things about Karen Dixon today. And um, uh, and, and congratulations early on 20 years in the business early next year (laughs) during your fair year. Um, I'm hoping you plan on 20 more.
0: I am planning on 20 more. I do love this field and um, I just love being able to, Mentor others. I've had, you know, in TEDC, I've been able to, you know, serve in the mentor program and, you know, have someone that I'm mentoring now. And, you know, I I, I love being able to do that to mold and shape, you know, others or provide guidance to others to help them be successful. And, I love doing that, and I love seeing people being successful, and if I can have anything to do with that, then I am happy to do that.
1: Well, your love of our business comes through in, in everything you do and say, and uh, we appreciate you, and we appreciate your efforts on behalf of the TEDC, and, and of course, the communities that, that you have worked for um uh, In your career in economic development, so well, it Dixon,
0: my uh, pleasure for sure. <laughs>
1: uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Absolutely. And we'll uh, we'll no doubt see you, of course, uh, yep. at the annual conference, which will be here before you know. It.
0: That is true. It's right there in my backyard in Fort Worth this year. That's so right. Right. that'll Thanks be nice. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys and all, all that you do, and uh, thank you for inviting me to join you today. This has been quite a pleasure.
1: Great, take care.
0: All right, thank you.